Welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 117. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and this episode is um, a bit more therapy for me today. I haven't been podcasting as much as I used to back in the old days, um, which is probably a good sign. It means that I don't need as much therapy as what I did uh, because um, there's this growing abolitionist movement and I have a dedicated um, friend helping me with community-based advocacy, which is always a really wonderful thing. Um, that's Bubs Peters, who's my um, who helps me with the TAVs New Zealand. Um, we are sort of trying to get a concrete um, thing going and get more people involved. People are very slow to get involved, um, probably for lots of reasons. I've never been good at organizing people. I'm not exactly the most social person anymore. I used to be really social. All I used to do is socialize. In fact, the purpose of my life was socializing. And I do believe for a number of years, people would ask me what I wanted to do as a career. And I would, in all seriousness, reply, I want to be a professional partier. And there are people who party professionally in this world, but I'm certainly not one of them. Those were my pre-vegan days, and um, things have changed a lot. Um, That was kind of what I wanted to talk about today, um, is um, I try to avoid talking about work. I try not to uh, mix the two, but it's sort of, I think everyone can, can relate who's vegan and who has to earn a living, as most of us do, um, especially those of us who refuse to earn a living off the backs of the non-humans by becoming a paid member of some welfarist organization. I mean, people who are trying to earn money uh, without exploiting animals and, um, you know, pay our bills and we all need to pay our bills. And I've talked about it many times before and it's... um, uh, you know, we all need to we all need to earn money. I'm lucky enough to be in a job that doesn't have anything directly to do with exploiting animals. Um, in New Zealand, our industry is really dominated by animals. Um, we've got huge animal industries, dairy industries, and things like that. But there's all kinds of other jobs, and um, so I work in a call center, which is a terrible job don't ever work in a call center if you can help it Uh, but I've actually on a secondment and I didn't know what a secondment was until I came to New Zealand and a secondment is when a position opens up in another department within your organization and you can move there temporarily um, as long as you get approved and everything and usually it's for a limited period of time it's always sorry a secondment is always for a limited period of time and it's in this moment it's because someone has is doing a placement um, so they are temporarily not in their role and so I got the opportunity to move into this new department which is it's way better than where I used to work in terms of pressure and in terms of um, all kinds of so many things Um, but I'm with a new team I'm on a whole different floor and the team is a lot smaller and this is the thing that I want to talk about today and um, is that when I when I was at the Connex Center, it was really really well established that um, I've I've spoken before about how I stopped going and participating in food events, and this is for me not controversial. Um, it's I think it's really wonderful if you as a vegan can um, 
participate in, in these things at your job or whatever, even in your family, if you're able to, to do that and take along wonderful vegan food, which I know you all will, and you know participate in, in that way, sharing your food, showing people how delicious it is, being very social, being... Um, Letting them know that uh, you know veganism is not about being antisocial as such. It's um, you know it's, we're very social. Uh, we would be a lot more social, especially myself, if this was a vegan world that we lived in. Um, but everybody, you know, everybody's different, and I I've made the the conscious decision that in order to um, to sort of protect myself and my and keep my sanity, which is very important to me, hence this podcast that I've been doing since two thousand and nine. Uh, I don't, I no longer participate in any events to do with food unless I'm really pushed into a corner and then I do it very reluctantly and yes I do take delicious vegan foods and I mean even when I don't, when I say I don't participate I mean I can't, I am unable to go into that room where all of the animal products are and enjoy being in there and enjoy sitting next to people who um, have their mouths full of animal products. Uh, Obviously, as a vegan, I'm constantly surrounded by that. I've talked about this before. Constantly surrounded by that, sitting next to people with leather shoes, carrying leather bags, wearing wool, um, all those kinds of things. You're, you know, walking past restaurants, um, seeing, you know, walking past butchers, you know, shops or in the supermarket, in the dairy, I mean, it doesn't matter, you are surrounded by it, but there's a difference for me between, um, you know, that that I cannot avoid, I cannot wipe that away with one sweep of my vegan brush as much as I'd like to, I mean, that's why I'm doing vegan education, I'm, I'm really, really want to get rid of all that, obviously, and that's why I do vegan education, but um, I can't, I can't, I cannot remove it from my life, um, it's impossible for me to remove it from my life, I don't live in a vegan paradise surrounded by vegans and I have to work so I go out amongst it but there is a difference between that and sort of willingly putting myself in a social situation where it's all about the food and um or you know like I would say like there was a something at my job where they were um giving away shoes it was like you could win a prize and you could go down and you could win a prize um if you and everybody wanted to do it. There's like these very expensive shoes, but they're very expensive leather shoes, and I just wasn't even interested, and I had nothing to do with it, obviously. Um, so those kinds of things, if I can avoid them, I will. Um, but um, because I'm in this new department, um, uh, everybody are being very friendly and being very social and being very uh, food oriented socially which I think every single society in the world is uh, they had a welcoming morning lunch for me and I I didn't really I knew that it was tradition and I thought well you know I can't I'm not going to sabotage um, I'm not I, I can endure certain things but um you can you can still you don't have to actually compromise your morals to do so um and i'm and that's why i'm saying nobody i don't think any vegan who goes to anything whether it's a barbecue or whatever and they take vegan food and they show this beautiful vegan food and they be with their friends and family in that situation i'm not saying they're actually compromising their morals some people do i don't i don't agree i think that they are 
um, you know, and the, and you're taking the vegan food, and it's and that can be a really good thing. I just emotionally sort of can't handle it, and I have a really hard time hiding my disgust. I wear my emotions very openly. I'm not a good liar. I'm very honest to a fault. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I have a really hard time hiding my dismay and my disgust and my sadness. To be perfectly honest. So anyway, went to this thing, but I my first day at the new job, I. Nobody had said anything about a morning tea, but I knew that that, that would happen, a welcoming. And it's, 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 it's with good intentions, you know. And um, in my interview, I had the opportunity to say that I was vegan because we had talked about doing a group sort of trip. Um, and um, there, there was going to be a, a sort of an activity around with our team that we were actually going to do outside of work. And I did say look, I, I have no problem with that as long as I'm not expected to have anything to do with any food. I'm vegan and I don't prepare non-vegan food. I don't serve non-vegan food. I don't eat, you know, non-vegan food, obviously. I just, I don't do it. And they're like, oh yeah, that should be fine. So they, the, the, my, my my new boss and the supervisor knew that. Um, and, um, but anyway, so I took in some pistachio rose water cupcakes from Vegan Cupcakes Take Over the World, the best, best cupcake book in the universe. You have to have it if you're vegan and you want to, do cupcakes, which I recommend doing. So I took those along um, as myself. Like I, I didn't know there was going to be a morning tea. I was pretty sure there was, but I took them along to welcome, to say hi everybody. And also in the event that there was a morning tea, I would have something vegan there to share. Now I've recently gone gluten free, and um, so I didn't actually, ha- I wasn't be able to, going to be able to eat those particular cupcakes, but at least I would be preventing something. So sure enough, we go in and we sit down and there's, there's food on the table. And uh, a couple of people knew that I was vegan and coincidentally, um, there was a, a trolley that went around um, like to, to raise money uh, and the, the team that I was now, that I am now currently seconded and had gone up they were doing a fundraiser and they'd taken this tea trolley around my old department my my apartment where I'm permanent full-time and it had cakes and 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 snacks and things on it and they were raising money and I remember when they came past me and I was in a bit of a foul mood that day I have very foul moods sometimes (laughs) it's true and um I mean, it's like people are like, what do you mean it's true? We know you don't have to convince us, right? Yeah, it's pretty obvious that I do. But I, I don't know. I And they said, uh, hello, you know, ringing this round, raising money. And I was like, is there anything vegan on there? And they were like, uh, I don't think so. Um, and they were try- They actually weren't really sure. And then they were like, uh, this. And I was like, no. And then they were like, that. And marshmallows. And I said, no, that's cow's hooves. Gelatin is cow's hooves, and there was two of them. And one of the the women was like, "What are you? T- what? What do you? What did you just say?" And I said, "It's cow's hooves. Look it up if you want." And um, obviously, I did not buy anything from the from the trolley. But that person now works with me, and she never forgot that, and she stopped eating gelatin. Um, and I just so that came out that day, the, the, my first day there. We had this morning tea, and I took these cupcakes in, and. And then they were sitting there, and then and then um, there was lots of fresh fruit on the table, and I ate that, and that was really lovely. And I just kept getting them to pass me the fresh fruit and vegetables. It was actually vegetables as well. There was like chopped up cucumbers and tomatoes, and I was eating basically all of that. And I was trying really hard to be as far away from the 
other products. They're all over the table, but I stayed and everyone was very kind and, and I said, here are some cupcakes, they're vegan cupcakes and, and da da da. And then that was kind of it, I endured it and I appreciated the, um, what's the word, sentiment behind it, as we know, it's just, oh. so I went, we went back to work and then I, um, I can't remember, and then a couple of the other women, I didn't recognize them, the two women who'd taken the trolley up, which was at least a year or two years ago now, said, oh yeah, we remember you, we knew you were vegan because we took that trolley up, and then the other, the one said, yeah, and I've never eaten gelatin ever again, after what you told me, I investigated it, and you were right, and I said to her, you know, there's a lot more to discover if you just open that Pandora's box, you know, I was encouraging her to do more research, because it's just weird to me, it's like, see, that that's the thing, a lot of people, it, it's it's about they're grossed out. She was grossed out and I'm sure that she did some research on gelatin and I've seen a couple of, very briefly, didn't need to see any more, but I've seen, there's these websites that talk about it and they show it and, and they show the cow's hooves and they're ground up and these kinds of things and people find that really disgusting and gross. So it wasn't that she cared about the cows because she's not vegan and she eats cows. It was just that it grossed her out, you know. Uh, so it's definitely nothing to do with, well, certainly on the surface anyway and substantively to do with caring about the, the other animals but I did encourage you to keep looking but this is what I, I for me it's um my my we we I, I cannot I don't think I can I can change who I am and I am a person I am but I I wish that I could do a better job at my job of helping people to see that it's not for me it's not about me it's, I want them to be vegan too. I feel like because I have such a hard time, um, uh, I cannot relax around the situation and I get really tense when it comes to, because like there'll be a prayer over the food and I'm, and I refuse to, I'm not religious anyway, but I look because there was another time where I was kind of forced to go to this morning tea because it was out for a long time employee and it was she was very well loved and people were just like come on come on come on you please just come in and, and join us because we want to say goodbye to this person and so they had all the food there and I just leave as soon as the like the the part about you know we, they have a speech and they say goodbye and all that that I'll stay for but when it comes to like okay now everybody let's start eating then I just walk out of the room I just walk out of the room and now, um, so I'm establishing myself in my new role because, you know, you have to start again from the beginning when you go somewhere new and you're vegan. You have to educate people again that you don't do that. And maybe you do, but, you you know, you do a vegan thing. Um, but I just, I feel like I do a bad job. Um, I'm not the best ambassador for it in that situation. I'm I'm good with strangers, I think. I am, or I do the best I can, I try to do the best I can no matter what, I mean, I just can only do what I can do, but I wish I could do a better job at my job of, I wish I could be like those, kind of envy those people who can endure it and, and be really social and happy and and take all their delicious food all the time and stay in the room and say, hey, look, at this is delicious and talk to people in a, in a sort of positive way, like, oh, well, you can do a vegan version of that. I can show you a recipe for that. You know, those people, I think, do great things. And I know there are lots of people like that. And there are abolitionists who do it. They don't, they're not, they're not, the, you know, they're not, comp they don't compromise in their advocacy and they're not compromising in the room at all at the time. Um, they're not being like, oh, well, you, you know, you have your choice and your values and I have mine kind of thing. But they're just able to 
be social about it and uh, I'm extremely antisocial about it so uh, I do I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to it would be very forced in my case and I would be very unhappy um, I don't want to make my own personal uh, peace of mind above doing the right thing for not for non-humans the truth is I don't know if I'd be doing any good uh, with my um, dismay I mean I might be I mean I want to help animals as much as possible and so I'm sort of looking this is a new opportunity for me um, at the contact center it's different because we're all so busy and it's not the same like we're, we're in this job I it's actually a job where I can actually work as like normal people work not like this insane pace that we work in this other job where I just you don't even have time to breathe it seems so the whole team the whole entire department can get up and go into the other room and they do and they disappear and I have to tell you the other day they didn't invite me in because um they know how uncomfortable it makes me and I remember one of my team said oh come on Elizabeth come on there's food there's food like some people just don't get it, it takes them a really long time to get it and then one of the other colleagues said no she doesn't want to don't force her don't force her and I thought that was really touching that she was being empathetic towards me and you know recognizing that I found it really upsetting um, uh, but then what happened is you know now it's really different like in the in the contact center like heaps of people would stay because they'd have to man the phones or they'd be doing a critical or you know whatever it was we couldn't leave our post so heaps of people stay but this, this other time I was sitting there and every single other person on the entire room had gone because they were having a morning tea to welcome someone back and they didn't say anything to me because um they get it now but then I I thought is this a good thing you know I was good for me I was like thank god I don't have to be in there but I thought oh, I wonder if I can try to work on myself a bit so that I can ah <sighs> so it's it's tough it's it's a new challenge for me I want to do what's good I want to do what's good for animals and I know that if I was able to get over my sadness well not get over it but and not hide it either but stop being because like I said this is all about me this this whole not going to these things with my family there's no way I'm going I'm sorry I'm just not doing I'm not going into there and sitting in their room with their corpse on the table but um my family knows better they all should be vegan by now you know they have no excuse they know but um I don't know I'm just thinking this could be an opportunity for me to maybe uh try to do something more positive about it um, so it's. I just wanted to talk about it out loud. I'm just, as usual, I'm using this to air my thoughts, and it helps me to put them in order more than when they're inside my head all jumbled about. And then I do hope, since I do have this podcast and stuff, I hope this helps other people. Maybe they, or maybe they can listen and empathize, or maybe they can learn, or maybe they can, you know, they have they they understand at least, or it'll help them in some way, or you know solidarity because my heart goes out to I mean I know I, I have a really hard time dealing with it I I have a really hard time pretending to that it's okay okay I don't want to say that it's, I don't think that vegans who go to there are pretending it's okay but I have a really hard time being neutral in that situation um so like I have my posters I've got a couple of posters up by all my other posters are in my other place 
are probably all torn down or covered up I would imagine now because in my in my job where I'm permanent because I know that they move desks around because we had some new employees so I know that I mean I'm pretty sure I haven't gone back up there to check but I had heaps of awesome posters there like really great ones from the abolitionist um, approach website Gary Francione's Facebook posters that that talk about moral repugnance and all these kinds of things. I mean, really things that I just think about all day long and that I don't get to say. And everybody up there, like I said, has been living with me for three years now or whatever, so they know. But So all I have on my new one, I just only had two that's at the moment. And one of them is the poster from Gary Francione's, um that says every time you eat a piece of cheese or drink a glass of milk you harm a mother please go vegan and there's a photo of a mother of a cow and her calf um it's not a a, it's not a photo of of blood or 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 the the calf being ripped away it's just a photo of them together which is what doesn't get to happen they don't get to stay together so i have that one and then i have the most beautiful one which is actually my um computer desktop which is one that Sarah Woodcock made she made all kinds of wonderful posters and she still does for the abolitionist vegan society as well and it's a beautiful photo of I think it's a lotus flower it's bright pink it's in color I've got them printed out in color as well much all the ones on my wall at 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 my job are printed in color and it's um this beautiful pink either lotus or lily some kind of water flower floating and and then it's Gary Francione's saying veganism is not a limitation in any way it is an expansion of your love your commitment to non-violence and your belief in justice for all so I'm trying to have go vegan messages on my on my wall and I want people this is what I'm trying to get to here is like I want to I don't think I'm doing a good job of 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 expressing to people how badly how much this is about them going vegan about how all of these things that I'm doing are because they need to go vegan not just because I'm vegan and I just don't want anything to do with them and I'm always going to be separate and it's always going to be them and me it's like veganism like I think I talked about um and did I talk about it in my last podcast oh no um I was watching a documentary on Muhammad Ali who was a boxer very very famous um athlete boxer I don't I think boxing is a terrible sport actually but he was an amazing man he was a political leader he was uh, extremely powerful voice he's fantastic fantastic um example of of um I mean he refused to be drafted he sacrificed his world heavyweight title to do it the man of principles and honesty I mean I can't say it and a man of honesty and principles um sadly not vegan I'm you know nobody's probably ever talked to him about it very sadly not vegan but anyway if you get a chance to just learn a little bit about Muhammad Ali I encourage it and they talk in the in the end of this documentary they talk about how he was giving a speech to Harvard uh, and he was talking to them about how they had this great opportunity for education and he was uh, all these things and he was famous for his poetry he used to make poem poems all the time jokey poems and poems to make fun of his opponents he was always used psychological tactics when he was boxing and the poem that he gave to Harvard, they said, give us a poem at the end of his speech. And the poem he said was, me, we, which is now officially the shortest poem in the English language. Um, there was a, the shortest poem in the English language, according to this documentary, was something called um, the something something of microbes. And it's Adam Hedham. Uh, and now we've got me, we. And, and that's what I 
want my vegan advocacy to really be about like I really want to incorporate that and I do I always do at the stressor but I'm so awkward in these in these um, situations where I'm I'm put in this as expectation to be social and 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 be completely normal and and not be distressed and not not be angry and and um everything uh when there's this gathering of of everyone that i know and we're all supposed to sit around and laugh and and bless the food and and celebrate and be happy you know over these over these tortured you know body parts and things of 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 injustice right so that that i find really really challenging and it makes it makes me sad i do feel i do feel like i'm not doing a good job at my job i i, I mean i tr- i do what i can do but I think I do a really good job of, of showing people that veganism is about justice and it's about this. But they kind of feel like it's it's my like I feel I get the impression from myself and from what I'm doing that they they do think that it's like well it's her thing, I'm, you know she's it's hard to explain like I try I say to people you could go vegan I share recipes all the time I mean I don't I don't deliberately act like it's my thing. I, I really want it to be that me, we think that's what our vegan advocacy should be about. I really want to incorporate that when I'm with these people. And I think that the reason that, I think that um, the, the, the reason that it's hard for them to, to, to uh, or it's easy for them to ignore it is because they don't have to read the posters on my wall and they can avoid talking to me or mentioning things like, Oh, I had this delicious roast lamb last night. I mean, they just nobody would say that to me anymore, um, which I appreciate. <laughs> but um, I also then it's an op- it's I'm you know it's not an opportunity. So I um I do I I I and I'll try my best to maybe see what I can do there in that area. Always trying to do better. Always always trying to be a better advocate. Um, you know, at my job to um, to let people know that they need to go vegan. It's not just that I'm vegan and they're not. It's that we all need to be vegan. Um, and um, you know, I have posters that say it, and they they say go vegan and veganism is not a limitation and that it's a matter of justice. And it, I have the poster from Gary Francione that says if you are a feminist and you're not vegan, then you're missing the point. It's this great quote. The whole thing is a fantastic quote. Um, I'd have to go find it now, so I won't do that. But, you know, I have all these things that say it, and 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 I do, I mean, I can't, you know, I, I don't take responsibility for people not being vegan, just as I don't take responsibility for people going vegan. They take that responsibility. But as I always say, I take responsibility for what I do. And just as I don't agree with swearing at people or, or being actually angry, um at them or 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 so well you can be angry but not um destructive anger um constructive anger is good um self-righteousness you know because it's a it is a matter of moral righteous indignation really just as we are about sexism and racism you know try to tie those things in but i always want to do better and um for myself um it's it's a way of personal growth so Next week, uh, there's a luncheon, an official goodbye for this long-term employee. We had that who's very much loved and has worked there for a long time, like 30 years for real. I mean, and um, and in this department, they've got a thing where they come around and they 
say, okay, what are you going to prepare? And they make, and they, they give you a list of this is great. So they came around and they said, what are you doing for so-and-so's lunch? And um, I heard them going around with the list and I was like, oh, I cannot get out of this. I'm not going to be able to get out of this lunch. They're not going to let me out of it because they will take it very personally as a very rude and thing to do to this longtime employee. So I was like, okay, here's my opportunity to work on myself in terms of how can I make this work? I have to make it work because I'm in it. I can't change the fact that they're having these non-vegan lunches. I can't change the fact single-handedly that they're not vegan. They have to do that. But here's an opportunity. So they came around to me and said, what are you going to make? And I could see the, the expression on your face thinking, oh, you know, this Elizabeth, she doesn't like these kinds of things. So I said, I'm going to make the chickpea salad sandwiches which I so recommend the chick. I'm going to post the recipe on the links. Chickpea salad is this fantastic recipe that the Abolitionist Vegan Society provided. Now I think that it might have come from. I can't remember the original person who wrote the recipe. They use a lot of recipes from a website called The Simple Veganista. But I always just send people to the Abolitionist Vegan Society as much as I can. Um, so this is one of the Tavs recipes and. I have to tell you, it is such an incredibly simple and so it's just the best, best recipe for sandwiches and salad, even just as a salad and it's chickpea salad and you use vegan, I use vegan mayonnaise, I don't use hummus. Um, you can use hummus, but hummus and chickpeas, it's like a lot of chickpeas. So I make it and it's really easy. You just, I just use canned chickpeas for it. You know, it doesn't have to be. Anyway, I'll post the recipe. So that's going to be a hit and of course I'm going to make cupcakes. Cupcakes are my... I'm very, I really rely very much on the cupcakes. I really, really do. Excuse me, I'm just going to have a sip of tea. So I said, okay, yes, I will contribute. And I'm going to make chickpea salad sandwiches and vegan cupcakes. And that's what I'm going to take. And it's this Tuesday. So Monday night, I'm going to make them. And now that I'm gluten free, I'm going to make, some, I've got the, these new kinds of flours and I'm trying to learn how to make gluten free bread so that I can, because um, bread is a very easy, Thing to have in terms of when you work full time, there's nothing simpler than slapping some chickpea salad sandwiches between some bread to eat rather than when I come home I generally have to cook. So my lunch break is an hour and I'm so lucky to live very close to my job, I come home for lunch. But I spend all my time frantically doing dishes and then I go on Facebook which is so silly because then I don't eat, enjoy my lunch properly, I need to just stay off Facebook at lunchtime. But anyway, um, so I'm going to do that and I'm I'm... You know, and it's like when I was at my first morning tea, the one of the women who's in my, I'm, um, I, she's one of, she does the role that I do. There's four of us who do the role that I do. And she sat next to me and she said, oh, I'm going to go vegetarian. I'm thinking about going vegetarian. And I said, why are you going to go vegetarian? Just go vegan, you know, in a friendly way. Like, come on, what, what was the point in going vegetarian? You know, just go vegan. And she kind of, yeah, she just didn't say much and she didn't follow it up much. She just had kind of mentioned it offhand. Um... And so, um, I don't know, maybe I'm doing okay, I don't know, um, I just do the best I can, but I'd like to be able to, the me, we, like I really, I actually want to have a shirt that says that veganism, me, we, I mean, I don't know, it's not going to work, but that's, when you're doing vegan advocacy, think about that, that's what you want, isn't it? It's not about that's one of the things that I don't like the most about a lot of the um, the elitism and, and this sort of mainstream movement is like they're like we're special, we're vegan, we're above everybody else and we and they're never going to be vegan, they're never going to be vegan. So I don't want, you know, I want, it's, it's about we all need to be vegan. Any vegan ought to want everybody to be vegan. 
that's your goal, isn't it? As an advocate, Jesus certainly is mine. So how to make that happen? Well, they have to do it, um, and you know, don't compromise ever. And if it comes to a choice between being social or compromising the moral message, com- don't compromise the moral message. Don't. You know, if you if you get called antisocial, so be it. But do not compromise the moral message. But you don't have to compromise it to um, when you share vegan food with people and things like that. Um, I'm actually helping to. I've actually gotten involved in helping to organize a seminar um, for my job. And they know very well that I won't have anything to do with the food or the tea. And I said, you know, if it was vegan food, I would. And they were like, no. That's what they said. That's literally how she said it. No. <laughs> I just, my, I was crestfallen. That's the best way to describe it. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I said, as you know, I'll help you with everything. I'll help you with the registration. I'll help you with the organizing and the invitations. I'll do everything. But I won't have anything to do with the serving of animal milk or all this stuff. So I was like, you know, so you know that, and they said, yeah, and then they were thinking, well, if you come on the day, we kind of need that to be done, that's going to be part of it, we have to have the morning tea, and we have to have this, so they're like, so maybe you just shouldn't even come, because if you're sort of only doing half the work, then, and I was thinking, oh, well, I said, if it's vegan, I'll do it, no, (laughs) it wasn't, and I just thought, why, how can you do that, so, yeah, this is the conundrum that we have, Um, and a lot of people deal with this at their jobs, because you know, work is a social thing. Um, heaps and heaps of work is, so, is a social thing. And there are dinners and there are Christmas dinners and then there's, there's you know, events and there's birthdays and all these kinds of things. So I know that people listening can relate to this. I know you can. A lot of you, if, if anyone's listening anymore, because I've stopped podcasting so much, but I know that this is, you know, so it's 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 a challenge and, and, and um, it's definitely a, an opportunity for for to work on yourself as an advocate but also to um, be good to yourself be kind to yourself I mean I do the best that I can and I and I and I really really do try to live as much as I can doing what is effective but I, I, I also have to protect myself from um, like I don't watch you know I don't watch gory videos and things like that uh, that's a way of of I don't post them, I don't have anything to do with them, and that helps keep me uh, more effective, I think it's ineffective, and if I, if I go, so, I don't know, we'll see, I'll, I guess I'll keep you all posted on how I go, and this, and this position is only going to last until the end of July, but there's, I mean, every day there's a morning tea, it seems, like, almost every day, I'm not kidding, it's like, there's always something going on, and, um, and like I said, this it's a it's a busy department, but not as busy as what I'm used to. So everybody has time for that, you know. They have time for these little morning teas and things. And there's always somebody bringing a cake or this or that. And I thought, well, that's something I can do. So I've decided. So there you go. I'm going to commit myself. If I say it out loud, I have to do it. So there's this little table where people just randomly bring stuff to share. Um, they bring a cakes so or they um, there's a there's a someone in my department from. Um, Azerbaijan and she made baklava and um, she put it there because she had made baklava as a special occasion to celebrate a special Azerbaijani holiday and so she shared that so I'm going to just show up randomly with vegan cupcakes sometimes for people or I'm going to try to expand my repertoire so they don't think the only thing that exists is cupcakes I'm thinking of other things I can put there you know maybe muffins or other things like that and 
so maybe that's something I can do and that and you just basically you just like put it on this table and then you send an email to everyone hey everyone there's it's next to a big stuffed bunny rabbit don't ask me why we've got a big stuffed bunny rabbit but there's a big stuffed bunny I mean and I mean a soft toy obviously I don't mean a you know taxiderm um so there's a soft toy there and then that stuff so there's everybody sends an email like hey there's baklava next to the bunny and then everybody goes over and helps themselves and they they eat or they eat a cake there was a lemon cake and all these kinds of things and I'm thinking okay Elizabeth here's something you can do you can be part of that it's 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 you don't have to you know it's not there's no other going to be no other food around it's just going to be yours like you can take over that that table for the day and that that food at that table that little treat table that we have can be vegan food for the day so I'm going to try to commit myself to doing that once in a while so that's one thing I can do because what I really want to communicate to people is that you know I mean the reason why I don't socialize is purely because I can't like emotionally stand to be around sort of animal use especially if it's the center of the socializing occasion and especially if it's celebration of that animal use so I um yeah I just I mean I much prefer to be alone I I do much prefer to be alone obviously we want a vegan world where you know you go out to the movies and there's no animals used you go out to dinner and the whole restaurant's vegan and we're socializing and you know and then I know that the vegans get together and they have vegan potlucks and things like that which is I know that's really really important thing to do I'm all right even without that like I don't even like need that I don't know how to explain it but I just I'm actually really happy on my own like I said I used to party that's all I ever used to do and I'm kind of I kind of enjoy my own company I'm learning to enjoy my own company um, which is something I didn't used to know how to do and I was always trying to escape myself and so you know it's a very good personal growth and things like that but you know it's not that I'm actually antisocial as such it's just that I refused I just oh, there's no way I'm going to go out pr- deliberately leave my home leave my cats who love having me around because they feel secure when I'm around um, because they are more secure when I'm around because I'm their owner and I will protect them you know and I make sure they have enough food and water and they know this so when I'm gone they're anxious um so I'm not gonna like leave them stuff to go to some event you know where it's you know the center theme is a corpse on the table whatever the case may be it's just I'm just not doing it I'd much rather be at home but um but at work, like I say, I have to be there. I'm in the office. I can't leave. I'm at my job. And if there's a morning tea, well, here we go. Let me see what I can do about 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 that. Let's see if I can uh, somehow try to... I mean, I like I said, even if I don't show up, I provide stuff. And my cupcakes are legendary in the contact center. People want the recipe. They are a legend. Those cupcakes are Isa Chandra or Isa Chandra Moskowitz's recipes. They're not my recipes. They're from vegan cupcakes to cover the world. But they have a reputation. People rave about them so I know that that's a good thing but it's still to them it's like oh we've got the vegan cupcake or we've got the non-vegan cupcake and they're both delicious you know it's not like um they're not they're not um yeah they're not going yeah they're not uh getting it so I don't know I don't think cupcakes alone will do it you have to actually have a conversation with people but let me think the other day I'll just tell you one more little story the other day at work um it was uh in New Zealand it was celebrate um, administrative assistant day so it was like all the admin teams in the world so like whether you're in a hospital you know it's not just doctors and nurses there are people who are 
you know pushing the paperwork and answering the phone and things like that they're part of it too and so there was like a this was a day to appreciate them so our organization always follows those kinds of things and there was some cake there and everybody was eating the cake and then somebody said there's cake there and I said well yeah there's cake there but there's animal milk and egg in it and then my colleague who the one who said um probably thinking of going vegetarian said oh yes all those dangerous things and I thought she was under the misconception that it was about health that I was just a ate only just ate a vegan diet and it was because I was scared of eggs and, and milk were going to harm me and um well that's true I know they are harmful that's not the reason why I'm actually vegan and I said to her it's dangerous for the animals and um and then our other colleague who was standing there said what animals and I said the the cows and the pigs and the and the chickens who are slaughtered and have their babies taken away is dangerous for them and I said it's dangerous for all the animals and and then she laughed and said oh well I won't tell you what I've just eaten or what I've been eating or something and um and that's you know like I said it's a lot of time it's a defense mechanism people feel uncomfortable but it's still chilling I get chills when people laugh I get cold shivers uh, and then they started having a conversation amongst themselves um, about I kind of tried to tune out because I think at one point they were talking about roadkill and somebody had eaten it a roadkill being a corpse on the road that was a wild animal killed by a car and maybe a rabbit or a possum and then they picked it up and but I don't know but then I heard I thought I heard something talking about the cruelty or something and this is why they were going to go vegetarian because of some kind and but they weren't including me in the conversation they were having their own conversation and I thought well at least they're talking about animals right now they might be talking in a really really misguided way and one of them's talking about cruelty I think they might have been talking about the clubbing they club um, baby calves to death I'm sorry to say that uh, no, it's upsetting but they part of the dairy industry is sometimes they if a calf is not useful they will kill the calf and it's cheap to club the calf with a blunt instrument to save bullets you know and I think they were talking about that and how cruel it was and that was one of the things that they'd learned you know and they were you know thanks to the welfareists um, they would be thinking about the treatment and oh how that's just so wrong and I need to figure out how to use animal products where they don't club the calves um, whatever I just but but I was thinking to myself okay it didn't go so badly because they're, they're actually talking about animals in a really misguided way they're not including me in the conversation but they are talking about the victims in some way they're on their minds they're not forgotten so even if you can do that just remind people every chance you get about the victims that can be yeah I mean I think we ought to do that um, we can't control what they do whether they go into defense mode and laugh or or whether they try to with you know obviously default is welfareism that's the default so they they might go off on that and if you're not invited into the conversation um you might not have as much of an opportunity to debunk that or to refocus them but it, you know at least if you remind them of the victims you know try to do that and um and I have to say, there is another vegan at my job because the other day when I was sitting after the, they started eating, I went back to my desk 
And I mean, I would much rather spend 20 minutes in the kitchen standing around chatting than go back to work. But if, if it's standing around chatting over the courses, you know, and of animals and things with mouthfuls of their body parts and stuff, I will just go back to my desk, you know, I just will. Uh, that's me. Um, but um, anyway, so this woman comes over and she said, hello, um, are you Elizabeth? Yes, I said. Are you vegan? And I was thinking, oh, what's going to happen now? And I said, I got very, I was taken aback and I said, yes, I am. And she said, I'm vegan too. Here's a cupcake that I made for you. Or she's like, not for me. She said, here's cupcakes that I made. I made vegan cupcakes. Um, and I just was like, oh, yay. And so as there's another vegan at my job. Um, I don't, I always take the word, I always take it with a grain of salt when people say they're vegan though. Um, I don't grill them immediately unless I'm at my stall. Then I do. Then you have like, it's such a cool position. I so recommend doing a street stall. You're like in this position where you have control of the conversation, man. It's your table. People come over to you and they, it's an, it's a, it's a, it's an automatic, like you're the one who's doing the advocacy. So when they come over, they know that. And so you take control of the situation. And so when people say they're vegan, I, I try to really ask, do you just eat a vegan diet or are you vegan? And when you say, do you eat a vegan diet, do I mean no honey, no, you know, eggs from your backyard chickens or no happy milk, you know, and so you could do that. But anyway, she said, I'm vegan. And I was like, and she made vegan cupcakes and, um, uh, and, um, and it was, that was delicious. And she said, because at that morning tea they had this morning for her department, they had bacon and eggs to welcome some guests. And she said, I did a song and dance. And I was thinking, good on you. Yes, do a song and dance, a song and dance, do it. And so she, um, said that, that they, that she brought vegan cupcakes as well. So she gave me a vegan cupcake and it was great. And then she said, oh, I had your pistachio rosewater ones. I really want the recipe. So I sent her the recipe and I've seen her around a bit, but she's not, she's not, um, she doesn't, uh, I hardly ever see her, we don't work in the same department, exactly, we work on the same floor, and after that, she didn't really have anything more to do with me, or whatever, but, um, and she's not in my department, but she might be coming to this morning tea, so hopefully she'll bring something vegan, if she brings something vegan, I will stay and eat that, to show people that, it's not that I don't want to stay in the room and eat something, that's not, I don't, I'm not opposed to socializing, um, I really want people to understand that, but it's just, yeah, anyway, so that was kind of nice, um, we'll see how that goes, um, I get nervous in New Zealand though, because um, my reputation can precede me, and in the animal movement, and so, um, like, even, oh, and I just want to tell you, we had, we've had a great summer, myself and Bubs Peters, doing our TAVs uh, advocacy, which is, basically what we used to do anyway, vegan advocacy, unequivocal vegan advocacy, and um, we did lots of markets, or like festivals, when I say lots, I mean we did maybe four or five, but that was huge for me, that was great, and they were so successful, some of them, um, and the last one that we did was about two weekends ago now, and uh, it was called Eco West, it was on the 13th of April, it was a Sunday, which was good because it gives me Saturday to prepare rather than having to do everything Friday night after work. So it was an eco day. So it was all about ecology and sustainability. And so there were um, all kinds of things there. Um, and we were so busy. We didn't have time to check anything else out. We were so busy. We gave away 29 of the TAVs 
food groups um, informational um, sheet, information sheet. Those are very popular. Um, you know, it's, you know, you need to have information about food for people at your stall. It has to be part of it. It doesn't. It's not the. It's not the moral focus of it, but it's an an unavoidable. You have to know about. It. That's why I recommend reading Eat Like You Care. You just have to read it and just get it. So anyway, it was that was, and we gave away heaps of other pamphlets. We gave away abolitionist approach pamphlets. Took to people. Um, one of the really cool things is we met a woman who said that she knew Gary. Well, she was reading Gary Francione's work. We're rereading Gary Francione because we need to. She said, "Me and myself and my husband are vegan, and we're." And we just we just want to sort of remind ourselves, um, you know, we want to strengthen ourselves up again. And she said, so we're rereading Gary Francione. And it was so cool to hear that rather than saying, so we're watching Earthlings or animal torture videos to remind ourselves. It was like, and I was like, ah, oh, awesome. But there was a couple of people there, same with at the other Animals Day, who knew who I was from online advocacy in New Zealand, you know. And um, I don't have a very uh, positive reputation. I don't think, um, and so I get a bit nervous sometimes meeting vegans in New Zealand, I'm thinking, oh, are they members of SAFE, and do they just hear things, because they hear things about you, but they don't actually engage with you, so they're only going by what other people say about you, um, which is why I try not to talk about people, uh, because it's not fair, you just need to go to them, read their stuff, read, you know, read it, that's why Gary Francione always says, go and read Peter Singer, go and read the website of such and such thingy, you know, don't just take my word for it, go and read it, and he posts links to it, and he posts, and he tries to have debates with them, in their words, and say to people, this is what these people are saying, look, he's saying it right in front of you, <laughs> it's not me making it up. Um, unlike what happens the opposite way, where people only go by what people say about Gary Francione and his work, and then, and which is all misrepresentations and distortions and deliberate uh, misinterpretations of it, and then they go by that, which I think is inexcusable. So anyway, all I'm saying is I do get a bit nervous when I meet vegans in New Zealand because I think, oh, maybe they're members of SAFE, <laughs> and maybe they've like, um, yeah. So I think, ah. Oh, so if people come up to me and say, are you vegan or are you Elizabeth? I'm like, yeah, why? But um, it hardly ever happens. Hardly ever. Um, it has happened, but not very often. Oops, the music just started. Uh, just turn it off. Okay. Uh, so at the store, it did happen. And um, and generally people are very friendly. And they'll say, oh, yes, I know. I've seen you before. Or, oh, aren't you you know, don't you do a street stall or whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, I do, um, and because I have had really, really negative experiences dealing with um, wealth, new welfareists, I should say new welfareists, I just use welfareist as a short, as a, um, what's the word, like a shortened, you know, shortened name, uh, new welfareists, uh, welfareist advocates, people who advocate welfareists, or whatever you want to say, you know, uh, I have really negative, negative experiences with the mindset, and I find it really annoying and upsetting, as we know. I find it really speciesist and frustrating, and, oh, I've had such, like, mind-blowingly frustrating encounters. So I, I sort of think, oh, you know, do I really want to 
talk to you. <laughs> I'd much rather talk to non, that non-vegan over there, please. Um, but we did have we did have a couple of people who came up at Eco Day and who were either neutral about safe. The safe is the New Zealand group, um, the New Zealand New Welfareist group, uh, the leading New Zealand New Welfareist group. There are others, but um, anyway, uh, it was fine. And and then we talk, and you know, we do. We have I have had conversations and we did have someone who was defending SAFE and saying that they do promote veganism. No, they do. They do promote veganism. And we were trying to explain. In fact, I just ended up, I was talking to a non-vegans and I think Bubs was, was talking to the, and he was saying, just go and read, read Gary Francis' work. Just read it then. Like, rather than stand here and argue with me, have you read anything that he's written? Go and read that and then use that as your, as your start, as your go-to. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I recommend for people to do anyway okay I'm done I feel better I think so we've got a plan of action for Elizabeth at her job gonna make some treats and put them on the table by the bunny rabbit so what am I gonna make oh gosh because I really only make cupcakes because everything else I make is kind of cooked food I don't do much baking I need to I need to learn how to make a vegan cheesecake that's what I might do a gluten-free one so I can have some too so anyway, I'm going to start doing that randomly, and on Tuesday, we're going to have our big, important farewell for this long-time employee, and I'm going to have the chickpea salad sandwiches, which everybody's going to swoon over, I just know it, and I was going to make just pistachio rose water again, um, I already made them last time, but I still have some pistachios left, and as long as I toast them up, they won't be too stale, <laughs> oops, I shouldn't say that. Um, so I'm thinking maybe I'll do pistachio rose water again, um, we'll see, and so yeah, and I will hope that this other vegan is part of it, because she used to work in the department that I work in, and would have known this woman, and so hopefully she'll go, but I actually don't know if she will, she's in a different department, she probably won't bring any food or anything, she might have a visit, well if she does, there'll be vegan food for her, and I'll send her an email, I'll say, hey, if you go to the luncheon for so-and-so, the chickpea salad sandwiches are vegan and so are the cupcakes and I'll send her a little note saying go and have some you know and that'll be good um so and yeah and we'll see how things go um in that way and and we'll um see how it goes uh, I've got a couple of birthdays coming up my brother and my mother and um my mother's I plan to make a cake I have never made Except for once, I made a banana cake, but I just used the banana cupcake recipe. I didn't have a cake tin. I finally bought a cake tin, a decent-sized one. And I'm going to try to make a gluten-free ginger vegan cake. Because I had one at this restaurant, this vegetarian restaurant in Auckland. It's called the Bluebird. And it's run by followers of Sh of Shrin Shri... Oh, I can't remember. They, they've got a guru. It's not ve He's not vegan. They're not vegan. But they have a lot of vegan options at their restaurants. And they have vegan cakes. And they had a gluten-free ginger vegan cake. And it was unbelievable. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can make this. Let me see. So I'm going to try to find some recipes. If you know of any and you are so inclined, you can post them in a comment on my blog. Or you can go to NZ Vegan. Facebook page, which is just Facebook slash NZ Vegan, and you can share them with me, please, because I want to make a cake for my mother for her birthday. I've never made her a cake before, and cupcakes, you know, I need to know how to make actual cake. So I got a cake tin, and we'll see how that goes. And um, and 
So yeah, so so the birthdays are dinner. It'll you know if they're going to go do something non-vegan, I'm not going to go to that. I'm just not. There's no way I'm going to a non-vegan restaurant on purpose with people who aren't going to eat vegan. Like I'll go to a non-vegan restaurant with vegans because I know they'll only order vegan food, but I won't go to a non-vegan restaurant with non-vegans because then they might order non-vegan food and then I'll have to sit at a table full of people who are engaging in the, you know, horrific injustice that every moral fiber screams out about and I'm supposed to just sit there and take it. I don't think so. So yeah, well, that won't happen. Um, not at, I mean, at least at, at least at work, I can sort of move away and go away. I don't have to sit at the table. It's just like people are standing around, you know, it's different. It's different. I'm telling you, it's different. I'm not going to any family dinners. <laughs> I don't know why I'm protesting so much. Um, I'm just not doing it. Don't need to protest. I'm just not doing it. But anyway, I will create a vegan meal for my mother and anyone who's welcome to come. We're a very small family. And um, it's usually just me, my mother, and my brother, actually. And they are so used to me that they just already know it's going to be a vegan meal. And they go along with it beautifully. And my mother creates beautiful vegan dishes. And she's wonderful in that way. Can't complain there. Um, and then if they're going to go and do something non-vegan, they're going to do it on their own. So yeah, so anyway, I don't know, I hope that, that people can relate to this, and um, I feel a lot better, thank you so much for listening, if you did, and for your recipes, if you plan to share any ginger, vegan, gluten-free cake recipes with me, and the reason I say ginger is because it's the only one I've really had that's vegan, gluten-free, so if you know of any other fantastic gluten-free cake recipes, then yes, I'd love to hear those too, but I just, I'm going with one that I've eaten that I know is really delicious. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, and um, I will be back, and um, have a lovely vegan week. Bye. <laughs>